Hey everyone, I got another great episode in store for you guys. As always, um, my one request is that you like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do whatever it takes. Um, you know, your comments really help with the algorithm, uh, really helps get the podcast uh, out to other listeners, other people who might not know about what's going down on here. So I really appreciate it. And thanks. Welcome to Japan, according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know, or didn't think you needed to know, about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, hey, what's going on? Episode 164 coming at you. I'm really interested in listening, coming back and listening to this. A lot of stuff. Drop a lot of gym. I might take some notes on some of this shit one day in the future when I write a book or something about this shit because it's like I'm kind of dropping a couple gems on it. Um, and, you know, I think you'll actually really, really enjoy it. So um, lots of links, just like we did before. Uh, lots of supplemental information, a movie. Uh, other YouTube uh, channels, a bunch of other shit, me rambling, me drinking, it's a whole, the whole nine, it's, 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 it's a lot, you're gonna love it, so, enjoy. Yo, hey, 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 what's up, this episode 164, mm. I got beer this time, some Father's Day beer, I got a Ebis, uh, it's like a Ebis Dark, it's like kind of like a half and half joint. It's kind of really good, actually. Family knows what I like. Um, I'm recording this a few days after Father's Day, but you know, mm. drinking on some of that this time, so which will be nice. Really great uh, episode in store for you guys. Really looking forward to this. I've been compiling. You know, it's 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 a uh, um, uh, I don't know. I got a lot of shit. Okay, actually, some of the things, um, Joshua Rod as well. Some of the links that uh, I said I wanted to get to, I'm kind of pushing that back to the next episode just for continuity purposes. Uh, I want to kind of stick with the dating theme. I got some really great feedback from everyone in the last episode. I was a little bit nervous about it, but everyone's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? This ain't shit," you know. But you know the internet man nowadays i don't know what the fuck is going on so whenever you start talking about women and 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 shit like you know cancel people come out so um but you know nobody gives a fuck about this podcast anyway so (laughs) i think i'm in the clear for now Mm. hopefully the camera's on center i think so i feel a little bit off center let me just I checked it, but just in case, let me move over a little bit. Okay, just so I psychologically, now I'm probably off center actually, <laughs> but you know, psychologically, I feel like I'm on center, so I won't have to really worry about it. Also, by the way, my, yeah, my back has been a little bit bothering me. I, I think I pulled tweaked a muscle or something in, in my back uh, about a week ago. So you know, I'm, I'm kind of moving gingerly all week. Uh, I think you, I think I told you guys I, I, I tweaked my back before I did it again. So I don't know uh, what's going on. But hey, let me just drink. You know, if I drink, I won't think about it. <laughs> but tomorrow I'm off, and um, Friday I'm going out to meet Jeff, and we're gonna have lunch and just hang out for a little bit, which would be really cool. Uh, everything has kind of opened back up here in Tokyo, so we timed our meetup really, really, really perfectly, um, just so that you know. 
he he said he can't drink, so I'm going to drink. You know, so I'm practicing now because I haven't really been drinking recently. But but you know, it, it'll be good. It's not going to rain, uh, so it should be a really fun afternoon of just hanging out, bullshitting with him. I'm probably not going to do anything special like last time. We we'll just probably eat, talk. He had he has said he has some other work to do, so you know, it's all good. It's all good with me. I'm like I'll drink for both of us. So, um, which means I can take it easy. Uh, I asked my family, you know, because I'm recording this like after midnight. Excuse me, just organizing the links and setting everything up after I got back. Um, I worked late tonight, so just doing all this shit, like, took me a while to get, you know, because I've just been compiling links, like I said, which is which is really, really good. I think, you know, this format of the podcast really works well, um, especially with dating advice, which we're doing, dating advice and things like that. Oh, shit, I'm, I'm rambling. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I forgot the order that I recorded this shit in. I was like, wait a second, I'm, I'm starting the episode. But I, if you don't know, generally I record the intro first uh, or, you know, the call to action. Asking you guys to like, like, comment, subscribe. Please do that now if you haven't done it. I'll give you a second. Okay, you did it? Okay, thank you. Um... And yeah, then I record uh, the episode and at the end, after the episode, I record the intro just so that, um, you know, because I know what the fuck I talked about. <laughs> and then, you know, editing, I kind of um, put it in the correct order. So, so, um, so yeah, um, so, so that's it. Yeah, my back's been a little bit tweak, tweaking me, um, but I'm, I'm rambling. I don't know what the fuck I'm, I got lost. Wait, let me just drink some beer. Give me a second. Let me get warmed up, y'all. <laughs> Hmm. I know, like, people who watch this, like, for the first time are like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Because I don't put timestamps and shit. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I know people are like, what? Why is YouTube recommending this to me? Why is this podcast popping up? And, like, this guy's just, like, drinking Ebis Premium and, like, talking shit. Hey, Hey, don't ask me, you know. <laughs> hmm. mm -hmm. All right, but no, let me get going. Let me get into it because we really got a lot of stuff to cover. A lot of stuff to cover on this episode. Um, but yeah, the links have been really flowing, and I really like um, curating. <coughs> oh shit! I coughed and burped at the same time, but <laughs> scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's over. <laughs> this is the big one, you know. <laughs> but no, no, no. Um, but no, like really. Um, I really, I'm really enjoying curating comment, uh, curating content for you guys. You know, plus um, some of the links that I have been taking in. But just you know, working through YouTube's algorithm, especially you know, um, organizing different uh, links and stuff like that. And you know, I just stockpile it during the week, and then stuff that I think I can use. You know, and then just before I kind of separated it. So that's why some of the links from Joshua. And uh, Rod, I'm, it works better, I think, in the next episode. I can kind of weave it together a little bit better. It's a bit more serious, but I kind of want to, you know, continue with the dating theme uh, that we, we worked on last time. And, um, I, you know, I, I think that will, for continuity purposes, uh, that's what I'm going to do. All right. So let me let me get into it. But of course, um, I got my, my notepad. But before that, let me drink some more beer. Let me drink some more beer before I get started on this big list. Mm. Running low on beer, so I'm probably going to take a beer break um, at some point while we record. Just letting you know. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, that's good. Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. Um. So here we go. So here we go. In the um links, you know, wherever you're consuming this, the first couple of links are just some random shit that popped up um over the course of me you know the week first one is uh, the omakase series like i believe I, I mentioned um it looks like an interesting series actually um the the interviews are really nice i took a quick glance at it uh and, and my suspicions were confirmed i'm not gonna talk about that on this show because that series is about sushi and Japanese food, specific, mainly specifically sushi. It seems in seafood related shit, but and there are like genuine sushi chefs from Japan on there. But it seems like they are mainly, from where I just jumped around and saw it, in based in America. People who recorded it, America, Hawaii, um, and Japanese sushi chefs who moved abroad. And establish their own restaurants in foreign countries. I'll just say that. Probably America, maybe, I'm guessing maybe Europe or something. But all the links I saw, all the interviews, all the parts I, I watched were in America at some point. You know, um, either Hawaii or like New York or, or L.A. Shit like, shit like that. So it's, it was an interesting series, like like just watching it. You know, I, was, I got sucked into the interview listening to people talk about it and how they prepare stuff, but it doesn't really fit with the podcast because there are people outside of Japan, you know. So I just, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to cover it on here, but I do think it's interesting information, you know, just for your own entertainment. It's like a bunch of episodes of that fucking thing, too. Um, I forgot how many episodes. I didn't even check, but but it's a bunch of them on there, and they're pretty lengthy. So I just put the link for the whole playlist. So, you know, if you want to just chill out, if you're a foodie especially, you want to know what's up with Japanese sushi and in-depth and stuff like that, check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, the bridge, this is a random thing about the longest price bridge in Japan. And this guy who's a pretty popular, uh, Japan YouTuber. I forgot. I didn't write his name down. I mean, I got limited space on my little, you know, magnetic erasable pad thing. <laughs> he goes down the bridge. It goes up and goes down it. I'd never, I'd seen it on, I've seen this bridge on TV several times. Um, I'd never seen anyone actually go up and down it and see like how big it is. It's just fucking big. Uh, one of my students says not that, not that big, but for me, it looks pretty fucking steep. So, mm. Mm. whatever. It's it's you know some simple mindless entertainment. So check that out. Okay. Uh, now let's get into the dating advice, dating, yeah, all this shit is dating advice, basically, for Japan, right? Okay, so I, you know, this is all based on the links that I've compiled, um, which one comes first? Hold on one second, let me double check which one of these comes first, is it, okay, this one, this one, this one's the set that comes first, so... I found an interesting uh, YouTuber uh, is uh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay um, Asagi. Her name is Asagi, right? And and she 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 does a really good channel actually. I, I like her. Like I'm kind of noticing I'm, my, the algorithms either sharing it with me. It might become a trend. It might be a trend, or I don't know. Maybe because uh, I, I've had a few YouTubers who were native Japanese speakers who. Um, do YouTube in English about Japan. I mean, you know, that's maybe popping up, and it seems like, you know, typically cute, attractive, fairly whatever level, attractive Japanese girls doing it might be, be becoming a thing. Also, I don't know because another 
one popped up on my timeline, but she was kind of shitty and boring. So I really, <laughs> I didn't really share it. I was like, all right. I mean, her English ability was ah, but what she was talking about, I was like, I looked through her timeline. I was like, you ain't really got much to say. So you got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but Asagi, she has some personality to her. She puts some thought, you know, she's not just in front of a camera speaking out, spewing out generic shit. And so, you know, I respect her for that. And um, I like uh, some of the advice that she gave. So she gave two videos. One, five things, dating things she dislikes about dating foreign guys. And the five things, um, well, five reasons why she likes to date foreign guys. And um, again, she's clearly over 25. You know, um, I put her late 20s range. She looks late 20s, um, 28, 29-ish in my opinion. You know, about marriage age, marriage-minded. And in general, 25 for me is like a very, in Japan, not for me, in Japan is going to be a very important line in your dating life. As a guy, I'm, I'm speaking to guys in this um, because the over majority of people listen to this are guys but uh, or watching this are guys. Um, but, but yeah, 25 is going to be a really important time any woman you're dating over 25 is going to be marriage minded any japanese woman she's she's thinking about marriage even if you say you're chilling even if you say you're having fun she wants to marry your ass if she likes you or she's sizing you up as a potential marriage partner that's just the way it is like no matter what she says no matter what's going on like what you think is going on that's what's happening right and You've heard me talk about this. It's very important that you understand this because it it really does affect her motivations in dating you and how the flow of the relationship will go. And so, you know, whether you want to get married or not, because in the West nowadays, 25, especially for guys, seems pretty young. Like I got married young. You know, I got um, I got married at 29. I think I got married at 26. I got engaged at 25. Um, I mean, I was really young. I mean, my, my, my wife and I were both really young. I mean, if we knew we were going to be together forever, we probably would have waited for a little bit longer. Um, but you know, that's life. And, and we, we kind of work through our, the growing pains of marriage. We're still working through it. You know, I think marriage is the endless kind of cycle of growth and, and, and adjustment on, on your boat, on both parts, you know, if, if you're doing it right. I think a lot of the problems in marriages come from stagnation, if you will, by one or both parties where, you know, you think, okay, this is the way it is and it's not changing and, and you don't try to change with the growing and developing needs of your partner, you know, as you move through life together, hopefully. Um, uh, <clears throat> and yeah. And, you know, um, my wife and I have gone through several of those stages. We're going through another stage right now. Um, you know, the way we communicate, we, we argue a lot. <laughs> when my friend uh, Jeff was like, are you guys okay? You guys are arguing a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how we communicate. So, um, hmm. but yeah, but yeah, um, Asagi, so Asagi, her advice, I, I think her advice is really solid. Again, just for the length of the podcast, I'm not going to go through a lot of this stuff. But generally speaking, I do agree with a lot of the advice. And, that, and you know, I would say if, if you are interested or want to date or are dating someone, pay attention to her likes and dislikes. You know, um, because generally speaking, with a average Japanese woman, you know, that's going to be pretty much in line with 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 the mainstream. Right. Um, and she articulates it very, very well in an entertaining kind of way. Um, 
also there's another group let me see where i'm just making sure i'm in line with it uh yeah there's two videos from uh, i want to get their names right sean and naomi they're a couple uh international couple sean is a foreign guy and naomi is a japanese woman and um she seems like she's a couple of years older than him they don't really post that much nowadays but they did a couple of videos related to dating i think i put two of them on there especially sean um he's you know i think i'll talk about it uh, another piece of content later that's on the opposite end of the spectrum but you know sean is in my estimation a type of guy who gets it you know even though he's not like you know clearly like uh all about japan and things like that and he might you know not 100 percent agree with some parts of the culture might find some difficulties in life but he has that flexibility that i think is needed in understanding um japanese people and japanese culture especially you know with now what's her name naomi you know which is clear maybe there are some language differences and cultural differences that pop up with her she's kind of like a little funky a funky chick you know just kind of like hanging out but you know her english isn't perfect you know my wife's english i'd say is better than hers so um i don't know exactly how good his japanese level is but you know he, he, i would imagine like small miscommunications pop up quite frequently in their relationship um but you know each couple learns how to adjust and, and they have their own system and their way of dealing with stuff but but you know so he is the type of person that can that can thrive in japan and can live here for a long time because he has the patience and the flexibility and the humility i think those those are probably three important factors patience flexibility and humility Ooh, shit i'm just dropping gems on y'all motherfuckers <laughs> see what ha see what happens when when i start drinking you know mm. Mm. but yeah patience flexibility and humility are definitely um three important factors to surviving and thriving in japan and especially in dealing with japanese relationships you know i'll just break it down patience because Japan again is a group oriented society it's not individual so trying to move at your own pace in in life in Japan it's like you're swimming against the ocean you know um it's not really going to work and if anything you're going to draw the ire of the people that you that you might work with so you in a lot of times things that are seem like a waste of time that seem like a waste of energy you're going to have to have the patience to 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 work out communication issues to work out kind of like you know different ways of thinking and things like that you know and, and basically work with people on a lot on every different level of your life at some point flexibility means you know accommodation you're gonna have to um put your needs to the side in many different situations that's just the way it is right that's that's like a compromise you're gonna have to deal with um in japan if you're the type of person who's very self-centered you know type a personality you're generally not gonna um get along too well in J with japanese people you're gonna have a lot of issues um unless you're fucking rich and powerful and you can do whatever the fuck you want then i say hey whatever japanese people will just talk about you behind your back but if you don't give a fuck then hey all right that's cool with you go do your thing but generally speaking if you're just a regular person like you're going to have to be flexible and your image your way of doing things through brute force you're not going to be able to get your way simply like even if you're right right like i've taken losses on shit that i know i'm right on multiple times here in japan and 
it's not it, on the surface. It might seem like an unhappy kind of thing, but then again, it goes with patience. You know, you have to understand like, well, is this really worth it? It makes you think twice about the effort you're putting into um, a lot of the battles that you're fighting here. A lot of the time, you know, and sometimes it makes people tired. Sometimes so that's why some people get frustrated with life in Japan, but those are questions that you're going to have to ask yourself like several times. And looking at Sean, like at some point you have to make peace with that, right. Um, to be able to thrive in the society. And that's something you can see the way he talks, the way he, you know, interacts with Naomi. That's something that he has clearly done. I mean, of course in the beginning, everyone's just aloof and they don't really know shit, but like at some point in time, you're going to have to have that flexibility and patience and they're going to have to work with you. And the third one, uh, you're going to need to actually, as you begin to interact more closely with Japanese people is humility. Meaning like you are going to have to understand that you're not the main attraction. Like you've told, you heard me talk about you having the guest seat in a lot of situations, but you know, you're not, you're, you know, you, you might have the guest seat, but you're never going to be driving the car. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she's dropping dimes on y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I should play for the NBA. I'm just mute, you know, <laughs> three. You know, <laughs> he's on fire. <laughs> it's too late. I can't get all out. But, but um, mm. or I should say, he's heating up. <laughs> Little NBA Jam reference for you guys. You know, um, but yeah, no, um, but no, seriously, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The humility is is. is is going to be something that that you're going to have to deal with. You're never going to be driving the car. You're always going to be in the passenger passenger seat in some capacity in this society. No matter how much you try, no matter how much you fight, no matter how much, you know, you think you deserve it, it's just a position you're not going to get, right? And if you're willing to accept that and have those three factors, generally those are the people who get along well with Japanese people. Because in, 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 in me, me too, at the end of the day, it's... It's just not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. You know, if if you do a lot of shit on, I mean, I do a lot of shit on principle sometimes too, but, but I mean, small shit like, you know, I also tend to, even when I lived in America, you know, to a lesser degree than, than now my life in Japan, but, you know, I kind of cared like, okay, is this worth fighting over? Well, no, nah, let me, I was petty as a motherfucker. I used to, in my twenties, maybe I'm just older. I just have like, you know a bit more patience and I've developed in, in life as well too. Um, that, you know, some of the shit that I used to fight tooth and nail for enjoy getting, I mean, every now and then I enjoy arguing, but, um, not with Japanese people. I understand like arguing with Japanese people is just not something that's, that's going to work or debating with Japanese people. is just not going to work. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, even my wife gets pissed off at me for, for, um, debating some shit with her sometimes, you know, I just like, I, okay, I get maybe one, maybe two objections and then I know it turns into a fight. So I just kind of <laughs> give it up. <laughs> like we were watching Tenet the other day that came on Netflix and I was like, yeah, but, uh, and I just had to shut the fuck up because I saw it was going in the wrong direction. You know, <laughs> I just had to let it go. And so, you know, humility, but, um, especially with Japanese groups uh, and, and in dating with your partner, patience, flexibility, humility, three things that will really get you far in this country. Okay. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out. 
Okay, I'm going to do this next one. Then I'm going to take a beer break. Um, yeah, the high school. So that, that that's kind of my advice for over 25. Find, if you're over 25 or looking for or dealing with a partner over 25, those resources are going to really be helpful for you, right? On the other side of the spectrum is under 25. And um, I was kind of actually shocked and surprised when I when I watched this this video. Um, the next one, I think it's the next one. Let me double check. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically it was some channel. I don't really know what it was. I'm not downplaying it. I just forgot. But, <laughs> but, um, in Osaka, somebody, uh, what did they do? They interviewed a group of high school girls, right? And I don't know why I watched it, but I just watched it. I just wanted to be curious what they were saying. And I was listening to these girls talk and I was like, you know what? They are like what they in the title is, uh, uh, would you date a foreign guy? Would you date a foreign guy? And they're talking about, uh, let me, let me actually just make sure this is the correct one. Right. Before I say anything about this or just give me one second, y'all All right, fucking commercial. Give me a second. Give me a second. YouTube. Sorry about this. Uh, double commercial. See, I got YouTube premium on the other account, but this shit, like, uh, I couldn't watch YouTube with commercials, man. Fuck all this. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, especially the first half of this video, you're gonna really want to watch this and really pay attention to, um, uh, you know, what they would want from their ideal partner because the shit that they say. That's game. Like, if you're dating someone under 25, like, they are dropping hints for you to scoop up the partner, you know, that you want. If I mean, of course, you have to get through the initial meeting of the person. But, like, let's say if you actually start dating, ask somebody out and go out on a date with them. This is what you need to be watching. And this is what you need to be doing. 100%. It sounds cheesy. It might sound cheesy. It sounds fucking cheesy to me. But <laughs> it might sound cheesy. Um, you know, it might sound a little bit strange, but th this is kind of, you know, what they want. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like average, normal girl, woman under 25, like hopefully, please be dating someone over 18, 18 to 25. Like you wanted to fall for you. Do what these girls are saying in this video. It's simple stuff. It doesn't even need to be really, you know overt or anything like that but you know japan's a very delicate country so you know yeah do that um and yeah you'll see results really fast like wh what you think dropping game on a girl is is completely different in japan and like they're telling you like game <laughs> trust me this is probably if you're like under 25 or in your mid early to mid 20s this is like probably the most important video you'll probably watch <laughs> the most important information i can give you is like in this link right there right <laughs> like that's the secret sauce right there of like picking up a girl um not picking up but just like getting with you know going from because the thing is like you know you talk about friend zone like in, in the west we got the friend zone you know you gotta like remember i said you, you were more overt you know and you know, we kind of show how we are you know um, I'm sexy. I'm tough. I'm cool. Like we try to exude that, but in Japan, people just are. So 
generally speaking, like in Japan, you will go from the friend zone, literally from the friend zone to dating, you know, which is something that really doesn't happen in America. But um, the average Japanese girl, yeah, like, yeah, that's what that's what will probably happen. You'll start out as friends, you know. So my wife and I, we started out as friends. Um, well, I kind of wanted to start as friends, but, but you know, I found her attractive, of course, but I just wanted to take my time. But but generally speaking, and I, I would say, like, that would be an easy approach, just saying, like, hey, let's be friends, let's stay in contact, let's be friends, let's hang out as friends, sprinkle in some of the game from that, and then, you know, it'll develop into uh, something more, something that you want. Um, if, you know, of course, you've got reasonable skills <laughs> um yeah but but one thing i want you to notice is that what they're talking about in this video especially is an important factor that you can't gloss over is i, I think in the second half of that video i remember they specifically talked about speaking japanese being a big hurdle right and more than speaking japanese i would say communication is a huge point that you cannot ignore right now i've done this in the past um where there are ways initially you can get around it you know um where conv convincing someone that hey even though i can't speak japanese it's cool we can communicate you know <laughs> is kind of a, a big thing but generally someone who's like if you meet someone in your japanese isn't so great her first reaction, her English isn't so great. Her be like, I can't do it, you know. But then you're gonna kind of need to massage and negotiate the situation. I'm not gonna give you any words or tips related to that, but I have done it. I have seen it done, so it you it can be done. Mm. It just depends on your skills. Like I say, it just depends on your skills. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, then let me take a break and, and get another beer and then, um, we will get into some more stuff. Good. I, I'm, we're on pace for like an hour cause the second I got some, some shit I need to talk. So hold on. Give me a second. Let me grab another beer. Okay. And we are back. All right. Um, so yeah, yeah. All right. Let me next, um, is kind of, now we're going to get to the other side of this. Right. And <laughs> so that's kind of like what to do. Okay, now this is kind of what not to do, and um, this first one is not, is 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 not really um that serious, but but it's kind of a, a mixture of the two. as transitioning into what not to do. Um, it's uh street interviews, right? And um, they interviewed a few people who are dating in Japan. Pretty interesting mix of people. Um, the one one only one of these people really stood out to me, and it was the dude from Detroit. I'll probably try and put a picture. Um, a screenshot of him just to let you know who I'm talking about um, yeah because the last episode me putting screenshots in I think really helped hopefully it helped you guys kind of track down who the or, you know keep track of who I was talking about but um, yeah the, the guy I was surprised I went back and just watched a second of it before recording I was surprised he's been in Japan for six years just the way I mean he he's doing him hey no problem but he he again he hasn't he okay he doesn't seem flexible to me right just just my first impression of him not saying he's a bad dude he he seems like a really cool dude someone who like if i was out i probably won't have a great conversation with but the vibe i get from him like listening to him talk transports me back to america you know i don't really get the vibe that he's really you know acclimated to life in japan 
you know, he's kind of maybe Japan is bending towards him, and and and, and it was shapes his reality and his experience in Japan, which is totally fine. But you know, when he talks about his dating life and stuff like that, his girlfriend, you know, I got a couple of questions in my head that pop up for me hearing his situation and hearing his take on his situation. What are those questions? Well, first, um, his you know, I'm not talking shit on the dude or his girl or whatever. I'm just saying like the dynamics of the relationship well i don't think he kind of knows what's going what he's getting himself into so first 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 red flag for me is okay his girl was uh, i think in canada for two years which is good he actually ba- basically gave some really good advice on how to meet someone with zero japanese um ability i don't know his level of japanese ability but you know i think he was talking about meetups a lot of stuff you'll hear people talk about meetups and things like that which is i think true But that kind of opens you up to a certain type of Japanese woman is what I would say. One who, you know, English is really good, really hungry to improve her English. Possibility gaijin hunters might be in the mix. Even if not, like, you know, someone who sees fresh meat sinks their claws into you fairly quickly, right? Um, One way or another, either be approached by you or she approaches you, making herself available to you. Um, you might think you caught her, but actually she might just be in the vicinity by chance, you know, to be scooped up, things like that. Um, all these things do happen. So your game and getting the chicks, uh, sometimes it might not just, it might be actually her game and you, um, I'm not saying that happened in this guy's case, but, um, you know, just, just the search of situation of how it happened. It seems like maybe she kind of eyeballed him. Um, the fact that he met her family, talking about meeting her family, um, I would imagine she's maybe late twenties, early thirties. He's, he probably early thirties is where I would imagine from the way he talked about her. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, which means she's extremely marriage minded and it doesn't seem like he really picked up on that because meeting her family and her parents, you know, um, yeah, that's pretty fucking big and just hanging out and drink. he's thinking he's we just hanging out and drinking i'm talking with them but it's like no but i think he said he met the mom first i can't remember um but you know i got the impression like yo she's lining you up for marriage buddy and you need to get your shit in line like asap you know or at least like know what you're getting yourself into and i don't get i don't get the feeling he does you know because like i said he hasn't really acclimated himself to japan so he doesn't have the kind of um, flexibility or humility. He kind of comes across like, all right, I got it. It's Japan. I know what's up, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, oh. remember, it's levels to it. Like, I don't think I got it. And, and that's what the humility, I think, coming in of of, of um, living here, you understand that you never get it. You you know, you're always getting it. Ooh, you never get it. You're always getting it. And that's a lot. Of that. That's a I mean, I've heard that phrase, I studied that phrase, and I try to live by that phrase, but um, it is ab- applicable to so many things, but this is, especially living in Japan, is one that really, really hits home, and it, I don't think it is something that, that really registers with him, you know, just you think, hey, yo, uh, you know, I had a great time with the dad, he was totally cool, you know, and, you know, it was all good, baby, you know, and it's just like, eh, yes and no, homie, <laughs> because, you know, you're, you're, 
on the precipice of the next level of the relationship and the drop from that motherfucker is really fucking steep you know if you don't have your shit to give you don't have your fucking parachute strapped up tight buddy you know <laughs> you know um that's my only concern listening to him and um but but the other people listening to their experiences men and women i think it is it's a lot of useful information but just definitely take that into account um yeah okay so now let's get into the don'ts <laughs> let me shit on some people <laughs> that's what you came here for right <laughs> mm. Mm. okay this is this popped up on on my timeline too guy talking about tinder right in japan well first off i've never used tinder in japan let me say that i'm I'm a little bit too old for it i have always wanted to use tinder in japan not to meet people but just to see what the fuck it's all about i just wanted to use i've never touched a dating app in my life you know i'm kind of past that generation you know but i just like to actually use it and see what it's like you know (laughs) you know but i'm terrified that like one of my wife's friends will be on there and tell her like i'm trying to cheat on her or something so like i can't i'm not trying to download that shit like at all but you know i like to just grab someone else's phone and swipe all over the place (laughs) just to see what the fuck is going on just one time um but yeah um so but 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 this dude his explanation of twitter so first uh tinder in japan first off um his personality is the type of personality that japanese people don't like (laughs) and i don't like him either (laughs) he's again he is not humble he's not clearly not patient and he's clearly not flexible, right? Like he, he, if you just listen to the way he talks, he has a very abrasive personality, you know, and clearly kind of self-centered, you know, even though he's in Japan for, I don't know what, to study some shit, but he clearly has his, in his mind, his set image of his world and his life and, and what he likes, to, how he likes to live it. And that's fine. I'm not knocking that guy, hey, do your thing, but to get along in Japan, like you will not be liked very much unless you change that type of attitude coming into this country. If you I mean, he's, I think he said he's here for like a study abroad program or some shit, which is fine. He'll be treated as a guest in Japan. And as a guest, he has complete leeway to do all that shit. But generally people like that, once they start actually moving into the real meat and potatoes of Japanese society, get a rude awakening it's like wait what y'all actually don't give a fuck about me and my like fucking shitty ass opinion (laughs) haha i'm not clever to you what like you know my my crappy ass sarcasm doesn't entertain you my tattoos aren't ironic what (laughs) okay i'm just being mean okay I'm being mean. Okay. Mm. But he is a prick. Okay. <laughs> sorry, dude. You talk like a prick. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So if you talk like that, uh, you act like that. Yeah. But but I mean. Mm. Mm. Okay. See. See. It happens when I start drinking. <laughs> but no. Um. Because uh, it was annoying me too, like listening to him, to him talk about Twitter. Because I uh, Twitter Tinder. Because I never seen 
Tinder interface, but I've been in Japan for a while, so let me give you some insight onto his one of his big pet peeves were people's profiles, right? And he he just couldn't understand it, and it was like very obvious to me why for a few different reasons where a lot of like basically almost all of the profiles he watched especially by japanese people they were hiding their face or had their back turned or showed food or things like that for quite a few reasons and let me explain i'd say probably three main reasons so first one is um japanese i've heard in my image tinder you know casual sex hooking up which was my impression is what Tinder is for, like outside of Japan, is not generally the the main thing on Japanese people's mind. Japanese people are not really hypersexualized like Western people are, right? Again, Japanese people are just are. I mean, people people fucking here, yeah, people fucking. You hear about Japan sexless and all. No, people are fucking. People are fucking here, but but like they're not hypersexualized in the way that we are in the West, right? The, when you see someone, the first thing you're thinking is, oh, I want to fuck this person, or like, oh, look at their package, or whatever the fuck you, women think about, like, you know, um, look at them titties. <laughs> I mean, well, guys probably think of looking at them titties, but we're not really actively acting on those impulses. Japan is you know, much more of a conservative society, so people aren't openly acting on those impulses as much you've heard me say like even people you're having you might go out and have a one-night stand with generally a girl having a one-night stand with you is thinking i'm sleeping with this person now i I want to be their boyfriend i want them to be my boyfriend they're not thinking like okay i'm just doing me and you know hot girl summer like no they're just like i'm like hot girl looking for a boyfriend you know kind of thing so um, keep that in mind, right? So that's the first thing. So the second thing is you got to understand that Japanese people are very, Japan is very small. And one thing people are embarrassed about is, um, you know, dating apps and things like that still have kind of a stigma here. So someone being on Twitter, if, if or God damn it, Tinder, if one of their coworkers or a relative or a friend or something like that sees them on Twitter, uh, on Tinder. And now Twitter's just stuck in my head. Sorry, you guys. Um, it can become an issue. It can become a problem. It can become gossip around the office and things like that. So to protect themselves from that, people hesitate to show their faces, right? Um, well, actually, those are the two main reasons. I forgot. Yeah, those are the two main reasons. So, and again, like I said, people just generally are shy. The third one, generally people are just shy. So, um, you know, people are not, or hesitate to openly show who they, you know, their face, their personal data. Privacy is kind of a really important thing. The concept of privacy in Japan is. And showing your face, putting yourself out on social media is kind of a scary thing for everyone to see for a lot of people. So, um, especially in that context of Tinder, so that's why generally you won't really get someone's face until you start uh, interaction with that person online is what I would say um, my first guess would be. So, yeah, you're going to have to judge based on a jawline or based on a uh, body or, or something like that. And my advice, just understanding the dynamics of how um, Tinder work, I say if you see, you know, someone you got to judge basically based on the app. Like for me, you got to use your imagination a little bit, right? 
if I okay, I'm sure I put like I I I watched his video a few a few days ago, so I'm trying to think back to some of the profiles he he swiped on, um, but you know, because that's my first time watching like the interface of Tinder, literally, um, but um, I forgot which one is. I think swipe. I forgot swipe left. Is swipe left. I, I don't even know. Swipe left. One of those swipes, left or right. You, I think left. You, you don't like the person swipe. You like ah fuck. I'm old. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, um, for me, food, any food profiles, just showing like food, like if it's not like desserts, if it's desserts, I would probably swipe right. Maybe, which means I think you like the person, um, desserts. Yes. Curry or like pasta. No. Right. You might be like, well, why is that? Because <laughs> God damn, why am I breaking this down for you guys? <laughs> um, you know, curry or like pasta or like every sandwiches or like everyday food like that meat is kind of like plain food, right? So that kind of means like the person has generally plain interests, which might mean they don't really have so much care in their appearance. I mean, not saying like they're a slob, but they might just be like an average person. But, you know, dessert is more of an accessory. Think, okay, let's think of dessert is more of an accessory, right? So, you know, cakes and, and stuff like that are more accessories, meaning a more girly type person, more outgoing type person, cutesy cutesy kind of person would, would kind of show those kind of things, you know? Um, meaning, you know, she might be one who might take care of herself a little bit more, might be a little bit more, you know, classy, prettier, have a little make more makeup a little more style a little more flair to her so i would take a risk on that one also take a look at the location of the person not really the person of course their body shape or whatever their clothes but the location someone takes something taken outdoors might be more of an out more more of an outgoing kind of person someone doing like a yay kind of pose some someone taking a picture with their friends two girls of course both blocked out mm. 50 50 for me it depends on you and the type of person you are for me uh if i saw two girls smiling with their faces blocked i'd say no i would more go for someone with a, pro a profile um outdoors travel kind of doing something kind of person that seems more of like an outgoing person who might have a more interesting personality of course if you can check out their body profile anything if you can see the amount of filters put on put on the um picture as well a lot of fixtures you know sharp jawline kind of overly done filters and for me personally my type i say no um but you know it depends on who who you are and what type of girl you're going after mm. but you're going to be swiping at a lot of um photos without pictures that's just like a japanese thing like all over across the board generally speaking like if you look at twitter like on japan nobody shows their face on twitter in japan at all ever like it's just you know Japanese thing um yeah so that's just something you're gonna have to deal with uh I might say yeah again Twitter is gonna be a Japanese thing so you're gonna need to be able to speak Japanese don't rely on translation software that's not gonna cut it you know um you're gonna be at least be able to write in Japanese um yeah so if you can do that you know um those I think those tips will be helpful for you
Now, the last topic I have is a movie, a movie recommendation, um, which I really encourage you all to watch. It's a documentary, um, which um, I think it's like eight, nine years old. I saw it a while ago. It popped up on Amazon Prime here uh, recently, uh, like a couple of days ago. And I just sat down and watched it. I was like, all right, I got to watch this for you guys and, and get with fresh eyes. I watched it before I started the podcast. So watching it now, um, fuck it down. Okay, I got to last you. Okay, fuck, let me drink some more beer. Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'll be talking. I can talk for this about for like a half an hour, but I got to go to bed. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, fuck, it's one fifteen in the morning, so. Mm. I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. But pretty much this podcast, I mean, this, this documentary, Big in Japan, is about this guy. I think from Australia and, and some other his friends. I don't think they're real friends. They're, they're fucking assholes in my opinion. But um, you know they set him up to come to Japan to try and get famous in their mid twenties, right? Now, um, first off, like personality type. These also are personality type guys that are not don't really get along well in Japan. First off, the two guys with the camera, the two friends. Um, they're the type of guys Japanese people kind of don't really like average mainstream Japanese people, or I don't really like, I don't really get along with these type of guys so well. Um, just because again, they don't really have respect for Japan. They're not really humble. You know, they think they get Japan, you know, they're trying to conquer Japan is kind of the, the, the vibe I get off of them. And I just don't really like people who are like that here. Um, you know, like, come on, man, just like. Yeah, they're just dicks, right? Um, <laughs> the main guy with the glasses, he seems like the guy who gets broken by Japan because he's actually a nice guy. He actually tries, and, and I'm going to spoil a lot of this shit, by the way. Um, so, you know, if you want to watch this documentary, just stop it and watch it now. But, um, excuse me, he, he seems like a nice guy, you know, and the type of guy who actually gets broken by Japan because you know um he's so conflicted he doesn't know who he is um as a person that you know some of the highs and the lows of life here really take him for a ride and when he's really riding the highs he's up but but he gets stagnated you know and when he realizes like his quest for fame doesn't really go out the work the way he wants it to um he feels stagnated you know and, and i've seen people have like dude like some of the stuff he does, you know, like calling out for it's just complete asshole moves, like calling out for work and stuff like that. Like once a week, you just don't do that, especially in the English study industry. That's like calling out once a month is like calling out like twice a year is a big deal, right? Like once a week is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Cause it's a huge problem for the company and you, that's just not how you stay employed here at all. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I I lost my train of thought, but, like, you know, he, yeah, I could see him clearly be, being the type of person broken by this country, and, I mean, I've had co-workers in the past, too, who, who've done shit like this, like, come to Japan, like, I'm gonna be famous, and I'm gonna, you know, and I think this dude, like, he quit, just didn't show up for work after, like, a month in Japan because he got some, a few TV commercials, you know, and like some dumbass, like, sorry, dude, if this is you far, you some dumbass stunt work or something. He was like a stunt guy or something like that. And, you know, and he just like didn't show up for work again just because he got a little bit of work. Now I know 
and me um, some coworkers know that big mistake dude because i'm pretty sure after that work dried up you were ass out and probably had to go back to your home country you know because that's how it that's how it goes you know you're not on your rocket ship to the top like no there's a definite plateau you get a little bit of work and that's it because you have your place here in japan and people who don't understand that they suffer the consequences of that you know um very harshly and it breaks them that's why i think like you know um his friends they're too arrogant to be broken by japan in my opinion because they have their own image they don't give a fuck about japan they don't give a fuck about japanese people they don't give a fuck about japanese society it's just like an interesting toy for them to to be entertained by just like similar to their friend and you know I just don't like people like that, not only in Japan, but just in general, you know, I'm just not a fan of people like that. So, um, just watching them, me and my wife, she was watching, she's like, Oh my gosh, fuck these guys. It was just just like, fuck these dudes. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, hmm. it is what it is. Hey, you know, there, there used to be a wide variety of people like that here in Japan, but since, since um the lehman collapse a lot of those guys have left so or the collapse of like um nova which i've talked about in the past a lot of those types of people have left so but um but yeah it used to be a a significant amount of them and you know i mean they were relatively harmless but they stuck around for like a few months or a few years and had fun drank drank went out blew all their cash and then went back home with like nothing to really show for it and my wife was like yeah man what about these guys? i'm like look these guys spent two fucking years in japan yes they made a documentary what okay they sold it for maybe what a hundred thousand bucks split between three of them and their fucking girlfriends after taxes and then they're probably not going to do it they didn't do anything after that yeah fuck those guys i'm not downplaying their success they made something but the way they went about it i think was 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 quite fucked up um I'm not going to get too much into it, but you can see a lot of the choices are quite disrespectful, especially the Kamike stuff that they did. Quite disrespectful, extremely disrespectful to Japanese people. Um, and, and, and just the manners that you, the humility that you, they went to a lot of situations with, with a lack of humility. And I think that's very apparent. If you have any type of sense or manners, you'll, you'll be able to see that. Um, but whatever, I'm not going to get into it. You can just watch that. Um, another point about this documentary that I want you to watch, piggybacking on what we, what I talked about in the previous episode and in the past as well, the people when they first get to Japan and start talking about trying to make this dude famous, there's a bunch of dudes who are like, yeah, dude, go for it, fight, you can do it, yeah, you're amazing. Those are the type of people you need to stay away from. Those are the type of guys that I was talking about. When I go out, if I see them coming at me, I stiff arm the fuck out of them because... Those are the type of people who lead you down the wrong road. You're entertaining. You're like a, a new bobble for them to laugh and be and be and find interesting. You know, the people standing around like, yeah, those are the people who don't give a fuck about you. You're just like an interesting piece of foreigner, you know, for them to, you know, be entertained by. And, and that's the truth. Um, and so like that is definitely a personality type of young guy here. Uh, avoid them like the plague is my only example. I mean, they're not bad people, but, but they're just not there. They're not going to add to your experience in Japan in a meaningful way, unless you're like an asshole, like his friends, his friends will probably get along with those type of dudes, like no problem. But, 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 but generally speaking, like, nah, 
One more thing I really want on the other side of that is Bob Sapp. He spent like and my wife and I, we joked like we were like, yo, this is actually Bob Sapp's documentary. I'm pretty sure like that's how they got to film Bob Sapp because they were like, oh, we want to do about documentary about you. But um, to be honest with you, it is Bob Sapp's documentary and he really is the star of this fucking thing. Mm. Because if you really watch like, you know, and I, I remember that was me first hearing him talk. He understands the balance. He has humility, you know, he has respect and he has patience if you really watch him. Um, and it really comes full circle, like into those three concepts. Now I'm happy like that worked out. But, you know, him, the way he talks, deals with Japanese people, he understands his place in Japanese society. He understands that, you know, he's taking a back seat. He's riding in the car the car is going full speed and you know he's he's collecting his ducats he's collecting his you know his pay from that but but he un, but he's not getting high on his own supply he understands like people love this this commodity of me that i can supply to japanese society you know and i don't really he doesn't really feel used by it because it's a mutual kind of thing i'm providing the service to people people are giving me this but at the same time, these people don't love me. They love the concept of me that I have given to them, you know, and, and to a certain extent, we all do that here. Like I do that in my job. You know, I try to do it in a way that's most honest to myself as possible. But I do have a switch that I, that I flip. I think we all do, especially as an English teacher, you learn how to flip that switch. Um, of, you know, interesting conversationalists. Like I don't have, I don't have a day where I'm just like, I don't really feel like talking at work. No, I, I have to be on in that way. Like that's my job to do that. And you become very good at that. That's why you become an interesting conversationalist. That's why I said a person who's like an alcoholic weirdo will probably give you the most interesting conversation that you've met if he's been an English teacher in Japan for a significant amount of time because they know how to be entertaining, engaging, and amusing. That's just like what you learn as a byproduct of, of the of of the type of job that I do, you know, and um, and I would say Bob Sapp as well. Like he understands like the mannerisms and the manners and the atmosphere that he needs to project to both entertain Japanese people but also not frighten them. So he knows he's very very well aware of you know the mechanisms that he needs to the switches that he needs to flip to kind of progress and be the type of person that he needs to be to get what he needs to get in japanese society but at the same time he understands it's a very isolated experience that the people don't really know him but he doesn't but he, but you know he's a very interesting person uh, watching this because he doesn't blame Japan for that. He doesn't have the ego to say, you need to understand me. You need to love me and understand me as the person I am. He's like, no, this is not the real me. You love the character. You know, you want to understand me, but you only un you only know the character. And you actually don't know the real me. And you don't want to know the real me. You want to know the character, but the character is not me. And so he can kind of keep some distance between those two and he does it in a very very i think masterful way in a way that you know um listening to him talk behind the scenes you know not just like you know he's like you know like black people he's not cooning or he's not clowning himself or things like that you know on the surface it might seem that way but he's definitely portraying a character you know and um he understands that like that's a character that has become very lucrative for him you know and um, he signed up and he knows what he signed up for. 
and he and he takes the good with the bad you know he knows he always has to be on you know because i was thinking about it when i was taking a bath like japan is a very interesting country because it's a very deep country on on a lot of levels but it's also an extremely shallow country on a lot of levels right it's those two extremes and so he you if you can operate in both extremes you know effectively you can get along here but the people who can't who want to have that middle they want to be both you know they want they don't want to be shallow and they don't want to be too deep and they you know and they and they just want to operate in that kind of gray area they have the biggest problems right you got to be able to switch it on switch it off and you know and and, and accept your role know know your role and shut your mouth <laughs> you know that shit like but 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 really like that documentary for a few different reasons helps with your dating life helps with um your understanding of japanese people types of people not to be around and you know the gives a really interesting case study of a person who's successfully been able to navigate a lot of different levels of life here you know in a way you know i think maybe without much japanese skill but in a way um that he finds like i was saying i'll tell my wife like one thing about Japan, Japan gives you a slot, you know, gives everyone, I think everyone a slot, you know, here, this is your English teacher slot. This is your salary man slot. This is your construction worker slot. Don't try to stretch it or go beyond it. This is you in your little cubicle or your little honeycomb cell in your li- in, in life of the beehive or whatever. And you can work it to the best of your ability now of course and, and if you try to stretch it or move beyond it it becomes an issue but if you have it that's fine me personally what i'm trying to do is i'm not trying to stretch or grow my slot i understand this is my slot but i'm also going outside of the beehive and trying to make my own thing you know that is is my mission because i'm not happy with my slot but i'm not happy with my slot but i don't blame my slot my slot is my slot i understand that you know, and, and so my job is not to change the slot as it is, is to make a different slot, make my own slot somewhere else in my own niche of Japan is kind of what it is, you know, and, and Bob Sapp has, is working his slot to the best of his ability and he's working it extremely well at an extremely high level, you know, or he has been, I, you know, he might be retired and you can see he's re- the benefits of it. And, you know, um, because he knows these people are not going to love me forever. They're not going to love a 65 year old Bob Sapp. They might bring, they might roll them out in a wheelchair every now and then, but, but he knows like there's an expiration date on his services and he, that's why he was milking it, you know, as much as possible. And, you know, I really, really respect him. My wife as well too. She's like, wow. Like, really respect that guy for that um you know because he, he's a strong person and, he, and, and a clever person and not conniving as well but 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 yeah it, it takes a special kind of person to to do it in in those three elements so um, i think it's a really interesting case study of that so all right let me let me let me leave everything here hour about an hour long podcast a lot of good stuff a lot of um content for you for you to sort through i think well over i'd say two hours of, of supplementary stuff for you which i think is great i feel really good about again let me know what you think about it um yeah i'm just leave it there finish my beer and get the fuck out of here all right y'all i'm gonna holler at you next time peace